Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 276th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by those sexy legends at Audio Technica and also 8bit.net. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8bit. And joining me today in my podcast, Ride or Die, the Slytherin to my Ravenclaw. You can find her on them socials at Miss Ally Hart. Miss Ally Hart, how the bloody hell are you? I know I look like a Slytherin, but unfortunately the sorting hat said otherwise. Oh, did, don't tell me you ended up as a Hufflepuff. Nope. You ended up as, um, oh no, I can't even remember the main it's one. Gryffindor. The, Gryffindor, the one that everybody wants to be in. And I don't want it. I wanted Slytherin so bad. <laughs> so bad. Well, you're a Slytherin in my heart, Miss Ally Hart. I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> so but, sweet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's some terms of endearment around that statement, all right? All right. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm in the eccentric, whimsical Ravenclaw. Because, See, yeah, I would have been happy with that. That still would have been better, but... Yeah, it's it's a good time, apparently. Have I ever been to a Ravenclaw meetup? No, but I'm have sure they're great. Have you ever been great. to a rave? I have been to a rave. Have you? They're, yeah. Like a rave rave? Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, not, it's no. not my cup of tea. Not my cup of tea, but... Uh, got to experience anything once right god i'm gonna sound really this is gonna sound wacky a guy that i used to rollerblade with used to, <laughs> this story's to, already started great yeah i used to do a lot of inline um <laughs> he he's like he was really good at doing tricks and stuff and he was very eccentric looking like you know he had the baggy um pants like like you remember shuffling before it was like a Mm-hmm. LMAFO kind of thing. Like, it was, like, really big in the clubs and stuff. He used to wear those baggy pants with the bright colours. He had a million to one earrings and those candy necklaces. Oh, yeah. Yep. a weird haircut. And I remember him constantly talking about raves and finding out that they didn't know where the rave was until they called a number and then that would tell them and then they would have to go, like, within, like, within that time to get to the rave. It's pretty crazy. I, I love that this sort of underground clubbing party society exists all around the world like when i was um doing some some work for a former company uh, and i was based in germany for a while uh, one of the guys i worked with was a german local took me to a club like that in germany where it was like yeah you had to call somebody or they you know found a number on a flyer and then had to call somebody and got a very nondescript uh address went there and it was just this old like um this old sort of rundown commercial building that you'd yeah, think nothing was going on. Yeah. yeah, and it was uh, it was a time. It was a time indeed. Yeah, lucky for me, I, I got a visual representation. I went, I'm clearly not about that, so. <laughs> yeah, ne- neither am I, but uh, when, in, when in Germany in this case, uh, why not? But uh, yeah, for, <laughs> why for not? some reason, thinking about it now, I've been to a surprisingly... Um, vast amount of raves over the years like i'm not a rave dude i'm not into that lifestyle but just either knowing people at the time or maybe i was seeing someone at the time i just ended up at a few of them uh having a having a party so uh yeah i've been to 
I've been to maybe half a dozen over my life. That's, that's, that's enough. Yeah, more than me. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah, more give than me, zero. <laughs> give me, give me, give me comfort. You know, give me comfort. Give me, give me low tones. You know, give me, give me a sludgy live band if we need to. Give me a couch. Yeah, give me a couch. At my yeah. home. Yes, please. I'll go to that party every day. Uh, so old. Very old. But um, yeah, as far as this past week, full disclosure, listeners, I've been um, working interstate all week, so I haven't really played any games apart from um, jumping into something I'll talk about in a second last night. And I've been pretty off the grid with a lot of the news too. So I didn't get to watch the uh, the, the Xbox, uh, ID at Xbox event that was uh, that ran this week. And I've only just sort of caught up on the, the state of play going through the Hogwarts Legacy game. So so we're going to yeah. be doing some more. They're, they're going to be shooting from the hip, you could say, as far as some oh, yeah. of these reactions and opinions. So uh, just forewarning. Yeah, to be fair, like there was a state of play. There was the Xbox ID and there, apparently there was a humble event. And I'm usually pretty on top of those. And I like I feel like I didn't know about the state of play. I didn't know about the humble event. And I think I learned about the Xbox thing maybe the day of or the day before. And I was like, I'm like, why? Like... They just really felt like either guerrilla announcements or I'm not getting the right information from the right sources or something. So it actually caught me off guard. We've had a lot of uh, announcements and little mini showcases the last couple of weeks. And yeah, it mm. feels like a lot of them have just come up with minimal minimal hype and build up. They're just like, oh, by the way, set your clock tomorrow for blah, 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 because we're going to be talking about this. And like, it's great. I like it because it doesn't allow you to get overwhelmed and overthink and, and potentially true, yeah. suffer that that fatigue before you even watch it but it's just tough to stay on top of these things and i this week have not because for most of this week i think i've been tipsy drunk or hungover for the majority of the week uh because uh you know it's, it's hard out there on the streets so yeah mm. i am uh coming back to normality this morning big strong black coffee and a big uh drink bottle full of water is getting me back to to feeling close to 100 percent. but uh yeah the, the game i'll quickly touch on it because i can't go into too many specifics here sadly the the embargo lifting will not synchronize with the time this episode comes out so i can't go into anything too nitty-gritty but uh Thanks to the legends over at Tango and Bethesda, we've been provided some some keys for Ghostwire Tokyo. So we're going mm. to be doing a spoiler cast released somewhere in the next couple of weeks. Uh, just once we we work it through, clean clean up the game and everything else. But uh, yeah, this game's coming out obviously this week coming. So so I've been working my way through there, avoiding spoilers and obviously not trying to uh, break NDA here. I've been enjoying the game, first person action adventure set in Japan. You see all kinds of yokai and Japanese spirits and mythologies and all this kind of stuff going on. You know, I'm I'm not saying anything that hasn't been showcased in the trailers. I'm just being very mindful. So I'm just trying to process my words, but also digest all the gin and scotch. An unusual amount of big, thick cigars we smoked too. I don't know why, but I was with a few different customers. Yeah, we, we had some big old hoagies. So uh, my voice sounded like I ate half a forest when I woke up on Thursday morning after the Wednesday night with these things. But um, really cool, eerie, 
science fiction-y horror. Like, the game itself, like, I'm not going to go on specifics because I don't want to break any embargo or any NDA sort of uh, regulations here, but the game it plays like a Japanese horror movie is a way you could describe it as far as the pacing and the tone and the aesthetics and, and the, the spirits that you deal with, which is cool. I really like that. I like that there is some familiarity with this game and how it operates if you've played something like the Evil Within series that Tango have done. Um, it plays and feels a little bit like that and it has a little bit of an aesthetic and vibe like that. But it's really cool. Really enjoying it. Cannot wait to talk about this in more detail uh, because it is a very unique concept and the world is very unique and it is unlike a lot of games that have come out in the last couple of years. So it sort of stands alone in this first-person action-adventure horror sci-fi fever dream of a thing. And I'm looking forward to talking to you about it in more detail over the, mm -hmm. over the coming weeks. But yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Obviously, timed exclusive, so I've been playing on the PlayStation 5. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 really really interesting, and it's piqued my curiosity in a big way, and um, I'm having fun with this whole karate magic fusion that it's got as far as the combat style. It's it's yeah, it's it's very unlike a lot of things out there at the moment, and um, yeah, Tango Tango have seemed to have laid a good platform. That's all I'm gonna say. I might just park it there. I don't know if I've said too much. Yeah. Sorry, Bethesda. Sorry, Tango, if I have. I don't think I have. I think I've sort of danced around it in a good way. I've praised it like a lot of people have because people have been talking about their time with it earlier as far as some people getting some behind the scenes. I think I'm okay. Think. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. I'm sorry if I'm not, but uh, uh, yeah, it, it sounds, it weird, sounds yeah. like um, it's, it's going to be a good time. Well, mm. well, it is a good time, I should say. So, uh, yeah, more more info in coming on that in the coming days and all week. But, uh, yeah, Miss Hart, you've been playing a game that uh, did a sneaky little stealth drop this week. Yes, it did. Um, this one has been on my radar. It feels like a few years now. Um, the game is Tunic. Um, the cute little Zelda-like game, but you're kind of following the adventures of this really cute little tiny fox and his little <laughs> tunic and little sword and shield. This one, yeah, like kind of got gorilla dropped. It was like, like it was like, and it's out and it's on Game Pass right now. So I did I install it day of or maybe the day after? But I was really excited to get my hands on it, so I got it on Game Pass on PC. Uh, loaded on, uh, loaded up the Xbox controller onto the PC because there was no way I was even going to attempt it otherwise. <laughs> um, oh, this game is so so cute. Um, the style reminds me a lot of Link's Awakening. You know how they kind of done that like 3D kind of over top but angled mm -hmm, kind of game sort of style. isometric top-down view. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's so funny how they've done this game in the sense that like, you know, when you click on signs and stuff, just a foreign, like, like a made-up language comes up and it just comes up and it's like, and then like you have okay and I'm like, okay. So... <laughs> Like, you know, you, you hit signs where you're usually used to things kind of instructing you how to do things. It's like, no, no, you kind of kind of have to figure it out for yourself, which is good because, to be honest, like I figured out mostly everything pretty instantly. But there are these little fragments of paper that you can find. And what they've done is that it's like an old game 
like game manual like the oh, way yeah. it loads up on your screen so it like the the page loads up and it's instructions and only some of it is in like like english or in a you know language that you can read and the rest is in the games games dialogue that they've made up so it's it's guiding you like through the game but without being like so in your face about it and once you start collecting more and more of the pages you kind of can it connects together so you can flick through it like it is like an old game manual That's so great and the style like the drawing that they've done in it too is very like similar to from like the 80s and 90s the manuals and how they looked in there um i miss a good manual it, yes. it makes me sad that games don't have the old physical print i don't know it's better for the environment it's going to save the money to have something where you link it online but i miss that tactile feel and flicking through and seeing the cool art and the little tips and tricks and exactly. the stories. So, uh, what was I mentioning? I was talking to someone about it because they said, like, kids won't understand the absolute, like, craziness of us that we had to grow up remembering cheat codes, like, or finding out about a cheat code and how mm-hmm. how special that was. And then that reminded me of the manuals and how at the very end page it was like it had a section for you to write you know, any codes or any, like, you know, passwords to, like, levels and stages and such as well. So um, there's a lot of nostalgia attached to this game. Playing it, it was relatively easy, like like I said, picking up the overall controls and kind of what it expected. There was a, I, I The only downfall to this game is that it doesn't really tell you where you're meant to be going. And so I've... I've I've started this game kind of going like where am I like what am I meant to be doing here is there is there a path or is this kind of just open world and figure it out for yourself and I soon found out that yeah things get difficult at a certain point so you should probably back off <laughs> um but um and I think that's what the, was so cool about this game is that it did reach that point where at first I'm like oh this game's easy I'm running around you start off with a stick and so I'm like whacking things with a stick and then soon enough I'm like, oh, I can't beat these people at all or I can't access this point at all. So it's kind of that development thing. Like once you find this item, then you're able to go back and then unlock that area so you can then you know move forward. Uh, the other thing I want to point out is the music. I love me a good game soundtrack and this one is just beautiful. It is like so whimsy, so relaxing and just so beautiful. And it just like adds to the overall like like the vibe of the game, like the the enchanting beauty of the game and the the land that you're, you know, traversing across. So um, I am just like, I thought this game was going to be cute, but I didn't think it would actually grab me as like hard as it did and like I played it for hours like I kept on going at it I kept on trying I kept on failing returning it has the whole thing where it's like you only have a limited bit of life and stamina and if you die then you know you kind of have to go back and retrieve your ghost and your items kind of thing something that I'm only becoming really familiar with after playing freaking Elden Ring <laughs> um, <laughs> go back and find my dead body um but it's been such a great experience. There's like, I know it's not exactly the same, but it's it's kind of reminding me a little bit of Death's Door as well. You know, cute little creature with a sword kind of, you know, trying to beat the big bad and all the bad creatures that are, you know, around every corner. There was this spot. If, if you don't like spiders, there's this one part with spiders and it kind of got like, I don't mind spiders, but it kind of like, oh, you know. 
I, I saw some chatter on the socials about that where a few people were like, yeah, thanks. I love Tunic up until the spiders or whatever. And it's like, oh boy, what, yeah. what's happening in this part? Yeah, it, it really, it really like you're just like, do, 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 and then it's just like, bam. Um, but yeah, overall, Speaking like, of spiders, have you seen the giant hand spiders in Elden Ring? I've seen pictures. Um, so everyone knows I've. I've jumped off the wagon. I'm not playing Elden Ring anymore. Like, that was fun. It was great, but it's not my game. Um, so sure. just so if anyone's asking how I'm going with it, I'm, I'm gone. I've, I've jumped off the yeah. Elden Ring cliff and, <laughs> you know, You are returned that Elden Ring to Mordor. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going back for my ghost. Let's just say that. But, the, I mean, are you talking about that? Going from Elden Ring to this is so much nicer. Um so I, I definitely think if you're a fan of Zelda, you're a fan of those like adventure games. I, I think it's I think it's great. I think if you've got Game Pass, you've got nothing to lose. Um, it's definitely yeah, worth sure. the the trial and try like you know to give it a go. Um, and it's just lovely. It's absolutely lovely. I it, it makes me wonder like it it didn't sneak up from nowhere. Like I said, this game has been in development for quite some time, but. Um, it's just nice that they kind of just said it's out now and everyone's playing it and everyone's like, this is lovely. It's so nice. So um, I definitely recommend it and I'm looking forward to loading it up again probably after this. Yeah, there's been a lot of good chatter about it on the socials. Everyone that's picked it up is like, this game is so good. Give it a look. Like it's it's 85 on Metacritic at the moment. Mm. So it's scoring really well. Uh, a lot of the, the critic... Uh, critics reviews on there high praise uh, it's just some of the user reviews are a bit mixed it's only a seven as far as the user review out of 10 but yeah 85 from the the meta score but um yeah it looks adorable i like that it does sort of harken back to to those um you know action action platformers of, of old you know with a bit of rpg flavor the mm-hmm. the art style's great i've heard yeah the soundtrack is is brilliant and that difficulty curve can be challenging like it just, anyone that it can just sneak up on you honestly <laughs> yeah like it's it's a lazy comp where you know it's it's got some of that souls born difficulty thrown in there and it's like it's it's lazy but from what i can see on the socials that's an easy way to sort of say be prepared you might be dying a bit yeah and you will you will like like i said you start off with a stick so <laughs> mm. yeah sticks do have utility but they yeah do. you certainly probably want something with a sharper edge out Definitely. there when you're fighting all these little little hell beasties but Ooh. uh yeah tunic looks great um something else that looks great and I, i've sort of my heart broke a little bit actually when i was sort of <laughs> reading up on this again this morning is, is i binged all of season two of upload this week it, it dropped on amazon prime again I think the week prior or, or, you know, somewhere in the last two weeks. I can't remember the exact release date. But, um, yeah, season two was out and I slapped all of uh, the the seven episodes that were out last night as I was consuming some delicious pizza and wings. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, this is cool. This is building up. What's going to happen? Because season one was 10 episodes. And after I finished the seventh episode of season two, I'm like, yeah, where, where's this going to go? Oh my God, there's so many things happening. And then I looked on, on the sort of this morning just to grab a couple little details. And I was like, oh yeah, it's a shorter season. That's it. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm a little bit upset now. I'm hurt. Like I get why it was building up now. Mm. And that moment at the end of um, season two, episode seven, where it sort of closed the season out. But I'm so sad. I'm so sad. Because this show, watching it last night and reflecting in real time, but also this morning, this is one of my favorite shows on television. This is oh, wow. so good. That's it's so good. Like it's, it's created by Greg Daniels. 
anyone that does know who Greg Daniels is, he co-created King of the Hill, created the, the US version of The Office as the primary developer, created Parks and Rec, mm. uh, uh, just done Upload, has done Space Force recently. Mm. Uh, and then he's been across a lot of other um, notable shows and things over the years. So anyone that's watched some of those, I guess you'd have a rough idea of maybe how the, the tone and the comedic delivery would be. It's it's not copy-paste from, from a lot of those shows I just mentioned, but no. it's just adorable but real and heartfelt like it's set in 2033 so it's not a huge jump forward but um anyone that that can't remember when i talked about season one probably a year and a half ago when when you pass away uh you you have the ability to to pay to have your your consciousness uploaded into a virtual afterlife so you can sort of in all intents and purposes like live forever in air quotes Mm. so uh it focuses on nathan brown who dies prematurely uh, he's he's uh, Robbie Amell, so um, you know Stephen Amell's brother. Are they brothers or are they cousins? I don't know, but they're related, right? The Amells, the Amells. Talking but to Stephen a person Amell, that doesn't remember names. He's in, uh, he's in Heels. Uh, his brother. He plays the the lead in Heels, the wrestling show, and he also plays uh, the lead in Arrow. Oh, okay. What? We that got one, there. The we one got that, there. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like we're gonna one? get a connected My tissue here somewhere. Arrow. My mom loves that damn show. Yeah, it's but it's it's really really nice. Like there's some really big heartfelt emotional moments. The comedy is great. The the delivery of the lines, especially those those zingers, brilliant. Uh it's relatable, it's real. Like even though it's set a decade in the future and dealing with an artificial afterlife, mm-hmm. it's relatable and you could sort of understand how it would be and sort of put yourself loosely in these characters' shoes and it's just really, really good. Like it's it's just this yummy comfort food. Like it makes you feel happy, you feel sad, you laugh, you cry. Maybe I was still belatedly hungover when I was shedding a few <laughs> tears in a few of these moments, but it's just really, good, really good. And the cast is great. And I'm excited that we've got a third season coming down the line, but I'm also a little bit betrayed because I thought I've got three more episodes to go until the end of season two and they're like nah joke's on you this is a shorter season only seven episodes this time so uh ouch greg daniels and co ouch but uh if, if you've got prime give it a look the episodes mm. range from sub 30 minutes to, to sub 50 minutes so it's, mm. it's in that sort of window yeah. really easy consumable digestible content you could give it your primary focus you could have it on the background if, if you're one of those types of viewers and it's just so good i love it so much we might have to load maybe look into that because we're going to have to start a new one because we've actually been really spoiled for good tv this year ah. um we uh, the one we're watching that i mentioned the previous week is um our flag means death the pirate one um with reese darby and um that but that one's finishing it's not this week it's sorry it is this week by the time this pod comes out so it'll be finishing up like the last two episodes and like it's been a long time since i've like watched tv shows and been like it's finishing like i've got to wait like it's been quite some time so we've had a really good year and now we know about um you know kenobi coming out which is coming out very soon and then obviously miss marvel coming out soon as well which is you know got a Got a trailer that was showcased this past week too. We've got so much content dropping this year still to come. And uh, yeah, it, it's a good time to be fans of fans of pop culture and all these mm. great IP. That's for damn sure. But yeah, Upload, Season 2, 
hundred percent improved like approved from my side like eight bit approved i'm double stamping that i love this show so much and it's just great wholesome funny heartfelt and i love it and it hit exactly what i was looking for last night as i uh settled back down um, on the couch after being in uh, south australia for the week for work it was good to sit there consume a big dirty slice of uh, pepperoni pizza eat mm-hmm. a buffalo wing and just laugh and cry and be merry. It was a it was a good Friday, that's for damn sure. Um, anything else you've been playing or doing you want to highlight or should we start uh, moving into the rest of the episode, Miss Hart? Let's, let's keep this uh, trainer going. All right, yeah, we don't want to derail this bad boy, but a uh, quick bit of housekeeping. Obviously, uh, if you wanted to support us monetarily, you can do so over at ko-fi.com forward slash we are 8-bit. Starting from the low, low price of $1 per month, you'll get exclusive access to perks, giveaways, and more. If you wanted to get us on your body, head on over to shop8bit.net with the best pop culture, geek culture, video game flavored merchandise in the land. You want t-shirts, hats, hoodies, Everything else in between, it is all there at shop8bit.net. But Miss Hart, I think it's time to jump into this. This week's news headlines. We've got a good uh, smattering, you could say, of little quick hitters here. Mm. And the first one, which excites me greatly, a Plague Tale TV series is in the works and French director Matteo Turi has confirmed that he is working on the adaptation to bring it to screen. Um, I am... Very excited for this to see what uh, Amicia and Hugo are going to be up to on the screen because I loved the first game. I'm very excited for the sequel that Ooh. is uh, slated in air quotes to be out this year. There's no date given at this stage, but uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Give me some medieval fantasy on the big screen. Uh, yeah. you know, that's one of my favorite genres to watch. So uh, this this would translate well to screen. I, yeah, I agree. I definitely think that, like, based on what I know about how um, the narrative of this game, I think it's one of those ones that would definitely translate well on the screen as well as being appealing to maybe audiences that didn't know about the game. Um, I, I think it could actually work. Yeah, I think it'll be accessible. The The big, like, seas of rats will be an interesting thing to see how that translates on the screen. CG. Uh, yeah, a bit gross. But, uh, yeah, this is this is cool. Not surprised. Obviously, we, we've got a steady influx of game to screen yeah. going on at the moment. And, a lot of um, them announced. Yeah, and it's getting done well. Like it, it gives me hope. You know, if we if we circled back a decade or two, and if you heard that more games are coming to screen, you'd be like, oh boy, what's uh what what dumpster fire we're going to be presented with? But nowadays, Street Fighter Two. Oh my god! I wish they made another Street Fighter movie though, just quietly. Yeah. With the Australian, the Australian playing an English person, the Austrian playing playing the, oh, the, wait, is the American Dan, hero. What's Van Damme? Yeah, Van Damme played Guile. Yeah, but where's he originally from? Ah, uh, Aust- Brussels. Oh, okay. The muscles from Brussels was oh, what he was called. That's right. So yeah, that game, that, that game, that movie was just brilliant. Yeah, the late great uh, Raul playing <laughs> M. Bison. Last, yeah. He did good. Doctor Dalsim not fighting at all, but literally being a, an Indian doctor. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Carlos. Oh my god, it was so Charlie. bad. That. It was so bad. Like, uh, but that's that's what we got in the nineties. That's what we got in the nineties. Yes, I treasure it. I treasure it. Yeah, so, something special. The animated ones they did were really good, but yeah, I never the live watched action, them. I never watched good. them. Yeah, no, yeah. my my husband only got me to kind of watch the animated ones. Um, 
Oh, I, I, one of the Street Fighter movies, I believe. Yeah, there's been a few of them over the years. And the TV series they did as well, often in the animated style, was pretty good too. Mm. Uh, something else that uh, we got a little bit of a showcase this week, Avalanche Software lifted the veil on Hogwarts Legacy during a special state of play this past week. The 20-minute show was dedicated to showing off new gameplay and plot details. Uh, as seen in said state of play, Hogwarts Legacy will let players live their full wizarding life as a fifth-year student at Hogwarts. That includes a wizard duel with another classmate, brewing potions in class, flying on a broomstick, and exploring the school's campus in your free time. So uh, they gave us a look at this world. They gave us a look at some of those controls and, in air quotes, combat, and just... Uh, I guess what we're going to be experiencing in Hogwarts Legacy. And uh, the crazy thing is this game is slated to come out at the back end of this year. So mm. we don't have to wait too long to get on our broomsticks and chase the Quidditch and all that bloody wizardy-based banter and jargon. But, uh, yeah, like, it's interesting. I know anything Hogwarts, anything Harry Potter at the moment has got a pretty big old stigma attached to it due to J.K. Rowling just being a piece of shit. Mm. but that's got nothing to do with Avalanche doing here. So so don't immediately pitchfork and, and fire stick these, this, this dev team because they wanted to try and bring the good out in this universe and hopefully distance themselves very far from old JK. But uh, aesthetically, I didn't think it looked too bad. The fact they reckon this game's going to run on the Switch, though. Uh, yeah, what? that was that was the shocker, actually. What? Yeah, so that mention of it. There's been a lot of titles where they've been kind of announcing the, you know, this is available on the Switch. And then my first thought is like, but should it? <laughs> like, yeah. Are you high? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but what, what did you think? Like, like you're, you're not a big, uh, I don't know if they call them potterheads. I don't know what the, the actual yeah. term is, potheads. Yeah, that works. You just got to be <laughs> careful of who you uh, say that around. But yeah. Hey, kid, are you a pothead? Um, yeah. I, I'm indifferent to it, to be honest. Um, Harry Potter's, once again, one of my mum's favorite things. So I, the funniest reference that I've seen about this Harry Potter game is that someone's like, oh, this is just bully. <laughs> And I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, it is. It is just like bully. You, you know, you run between classes, and you got to mm-hmm. kind of have interactions in between and such. And I'm like, yeah, it's this great game, bully. by the way, bully. Bully was great a game. good game. Uh, kind of like I didn't play that one for like the longest time, and then I think I played it. On, was it on the Wii? Um, and yeah, it's actually quite fun. I kind of like that game. So, eh, maybe I'll play it. Maybe I won't. Um, it's just it's just not on my radar. Is probably the best way of putting it. Mm. I think they were smart with with setting this game, you know, two hundred plus years before the events of you know the the mainline Harry Potter story. So mm. there's going to be no expectations to be bumping into Hermione and Ron and all the other crew. Like they'll be able to sort of tell a fresh story this way. Yeah, and um, it looks interesting. I like that there's some RPG elements where you've got a talent based system, so you can sort of build out your 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 wizard as you as you choose. You've got some customization options there, but yeah, the old uh, the old J.K. Rowling. Uh, they're, they're saying that she's not directly involved in the game, but um, yeah, they've allowed her to express her opinion um, about the game and, and maybe shape some stuff. I don't know, but but we'll see. We'll see more of this as it leads up to the back end of the year, because yeah, it's going to be coming out in the next six seven months. You'd assume, right? Yeah, holiday said, wasn't it? Holiday yeah. season, but that's probably American, right? 
Yeah, so so somewhere in that that Christmas break, you'd think if it's going to be yeah back end of the year, but yeah, it was cool. There's overall people seem to be excited for it. All the uh, the Harry Potter fans seem to think this is a positive step in the right direction as far as a, a fully realized Harry Potter game with some depth to it. Like obviously the the most recent Harry Potter thing we got was like the the mobile based AR game, really. You know, yeah. where it was trying to trying to sort of take take on a, a Pokemon-esque game. but oh, that uh, was rough. Yeah, yeah, but this looks interesting. Uh, the 20-minute the showcase, like, highlighted a lot of the game and the plot details and, and whatnot. So if you've got to spare 20 minutes in your day and you're, you're curious, certainly give it a look. It's, it's, it's worth a watch. Yeah, the, the next, um, next bit of news that you sort of uh, alluded to at the jump there, uh, Humble Games revealed a new slate of games as part of its publishing arm. And um, yeah, there was an absolute ton of games uh, highlighted in their little March roundup. I know you're the resident uh, sort of indie indie (laughs) hunter or yeah, humble queen, you could say, like Monaco (laughs) 2, Stray Gods, we got a showcase of um, Coral Coral Island, Island, Moon Scars, (laughs) Ghost Song, Signales, um, Infinite Guitars. Uh, Chinatown Detective Agency, which, looks uh, which is cool, just a yeah. great name. Yeah, Iron Oath uh, was the was the final one that sort of closed it out. So a lot of these games are coming out very shortly too. Like um, Chinatown Detection Agency is coming out on uh, Detective Agency, not Detection Agency. It's coming out on April seventh. Uh, very interesting aesthetic that one. Uh, hmm. Set in set in Singapore, focusing on the criminal underworld. Uh, looked looked really cool and gritty. Yeah. Um, Infinite Guitars, so it's an RPG driven by guitars where, you, where you're playing as a touring band fighting your right way around this uh, open world with rhythm mechanics. Is that one that sort of made you uh, sort of pop up a little bit? Because I know you love your rhythm games. It does. It looks good. It does look good. And I like the art style as well. But the one that actually really caught my attention was actually Stray Gods. Nice. Um, yep. Yep. It, like, it's got like like love music greek mythology and all that sort of stuff in it um it also has it's also i think believed i believe it's actually done by an australian team um as well and um the i think laura bailey is doing work in it um she's from critical role and obviously a million and one other you know gaming franchises as well Mm -hmm. um and i like i've been a bit disconnected from australia as well as eurovision but i think a australian representative or someone who applied to be in Eurovision to represent Australia is also involved in this game as well. So um, it definitely it definitely caught my eye. And, like, the character, you know, looks super metal as well. So I was like, eh. And obviously Coral Island because, you know, cute fucking farm game. Yeah, Stray Gods, I'm just, like, looking at it in a little bit more detail now, and it looks funky as hell. Um, mm-hmm. Really cool concept too where, uh, yeah, you're... you're uh, playing this young woman who inherits the powers of a last muse in Greek mythology, and then weaving that into to musical set pieces, it's it's kind of cool. It's kind of quirky, and, and yeah, Summerfall Games is the studio behind it. And yeah, it's a. I mean, not only David Gator is the creative director of, but uh, Liam Eisler, who's who's one of the big figureheads here in in Australia, who's done an absolute bucket load within the industry. 
but it's it's exciting. Like um, you know, David Gator, his his name carries a, an absolute bucket load of weight. Like our things like our Baldur's Gate, he was he was involved in mm-hmm. Neverwinter Nights, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, and obviously he even had um some some direction to do with the Dragon Age series. So uh, yeah, there's there's some big names uh, involved with this game and uh yeah stray gods certainly needs to be on uh, people's role uh radar role-playing musical game let's let's go definitely this looks good it does look good and um yeah one one of many one of many events this week but uh yeah one one was not uh any more or less important than the other so uh yeah check out what uh what humble have got cooking in the kitchen there uh, and you can sort of see, yeah, better about ten or so games on the radar, and some of them coming out in the next couple of weeks slash couple of months. So uh, that's exciting. Uh, the next little slapper, uh, Netflix live action Resident Evil series is on its way very soon, officially unleashing the T virus on July fourteenth. <laughs> so the week before my birthday, I get some oh, nice. live action Resident Evil. That's exciting. Uh, Resident Evil uh, is introducing Jade Wesker, a survivor whose surname should be familiar to fans of the video game series. The core Resident Evil cast was revealed back in 2021, and we know that Lance Reddick will be playing longtime Resident Evil character Albert Wesker. Jade and Billy are the daughters of Albert and will be seemingly be the show's key characters. So this is a bit of a bit of a fresh spin on Resident Evil lore. Um, from what I've what I've sort of consumed from the the synopses and, and sort of reading various media reports this this show is set a decade or so past the events of uh you know the primary resident evil story with raccoon city and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so so this virus has already spread and run rampant around the globe so we're going to be living in a, a virus filled world and focusing on on albert wesker's daughters jade and billy but uh, obviously, we've got the, the the big change where Albert Wesker was a very bland, slick, blonde-haired Caucasian man to to the to the legendary, very talented Lance Reddick jumping into that role. So man I'm very keen voice. for this uh, reimagining of uh, of Albert Wesker for one, because Lance Reddick is just a dude. So I'm keen to see what uh, what spin they take on the Resident Evil lore there. Lance does um, is really good at making a presence known, and he's also really good at like having a character that straddles the line of good and evil. Like, um, you know, you you can, you know, be, portray the character as like in moments of like, oh, maybe there's good intention and maybe there's bad. Like, um, he does that really, really well. So I think he'll be able to like mold the mold the role and the character into something you can associate with the original character, but also, you know, see these new elements that he can bring and probably elevate it. hundred percent. Like he's, he's, he's a great actor. Like mm. I've, I've loved him. I, I really fell in love with him from fringe back in the day, the, the science oh, yeah. fiction, yeah, yeah. science fiction, X files esque type of show that uh, he was an FBI agent on really, really, really loved him in that. And obviously he, we saw him uh, lending his voice to Zavala mm-hmm. in destiny Two. I, I can't stand Zavala, but I love Lance Reddick. And that's, uh, you know, it's, that's it's, the it's theory. tough. That's as, the theory. As a titan, his character tough. will never die. It's because yeah. everyone just loves him. And he plays the game. He actually plays it. He does. It. He's he's fully immersed in that world. And then obviously yeah. he, he he lends not only his voice but his likeness to Silence in, in the Horizon franchise. Yeah. And now he's jumping into another one of the IPs that I adore with Resident Evil. And yeah, the reimagining of Albert Wesker. So 
I'm excited and we don't have to wait long at all. Like we're waiting little under four months for this to come out now. So, uh, you know, you, you said earlier, Miss Hart, that there's so much TV coming and this is another one. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. We'll see if it's good or bad. Um, who knows? <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll be there day one giving it a spin. Uh, we've had a had, had a confirmation this week as well that EA will not be hosting its traditional EA Play event this year. Instead, the publishing giant will be revealing more about its projects when the time is right for them, apparently. And that uh, when the time is right for them is, is in quotes. That's direct from from their socials. So so no EA Play event. Mm. Uh, no, like, it's that whole, I guess, no news is good news in a way. Like, maybe they just don't have anything far enough on the development cycle to showcase yeah. that would that would justify the cost of putting one of these events on. So, yeah, just just take a little bit more time and when the time is right, show us what's going on. Exactly right. I actually, like, like the way that they've kind of said that, like, we're not if we will show things when they're ready or when we have them. It's, like, good because we're kind of mentioning on previous weeks of just, like, being tired of um, being given things too early or mm-hmm. just putting things in, you know, a event just for the sake of it. Totally yeah, agree. So. so, yeah, it's fine. <clears throat> like some people are pissing and moaning as the internet does, but the internet I get does. it. I get it. Uh, something I also get is the the quarry was stealth drop announced <laughs> this week as well. So Supermassive Games has revealed the quarry, a spiritual successor to Until Dawn, launching on June tenth. June tenth. My God, this is a couple of months away. As with Until Dawn, the cast is made up of a number of recognizable actors. The Quarry is a teen horror where players control nine different characters as they try to survive the last night of summer camp. And like Until Dawn, anyone can live and anyone can die. Supermassive promises groundbreaking interactive storytelling in an unpredictable night of horror with plenty of flirting and fear as relationships between characters are built and broken through intense player-based choices. Director Will Biles told IGN that each character has 10 to 12 different potential deaths. He said the quarry is like a circular story and each one of those characters is a spoke heading towards the middle, meaning any of those spokes can be broken without affecting the rest of the narrative. And as far as the cast here, I'll just quickly rattle them off and their, uh, I guess, biggest uh, acting credentials or franchise they've been tied to and worked with so we've got mm. ariel winter obviously from modern family and speed racer ethan suplee from the wolf of wall street remember the titans and my name is earl david arquette from the scream <laughs> franchise and eight-legged freaks of course lynn shay from the insidious franchise the grud and widgey uh, miles robbins from halloween 2018 and blockers or cock blockers as it was known here in australia Grace Zabriskie from Armageddon, Wild at Heart and The Grudge. Halston Sage from Neighbours, X-Men, Dark Phoenix and Paper Towns. Uh, Zach Tinker, 13 Reasons Why, Law and Order, True Crime. Lance Hendrickson from Aliens, Alien 3, The Terminator and just about every other science fiction movie ever mm. created. Brenda Song from Dollface, The Social Network and New Girl. Uh, Siobhan Williams from For- uh, Forsaken and Heartland. Skylar Gisondo from The Social Dilemma, Santa Clarita Diet. Evan uh, Evan Avagoria from Star Wars, uh, Star Trek Picard, Home and Away. Uh, Justice Smith from Detective Pikachu and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And last but certainly not least, the legendary Ted Raimi from Evil Dead, Spider-Man and Xena Warrior Princess. Or just about everything that his brother Sam has ever made. Ted usually makes a cameo in some regards. So, yeah, heavy hitters from old and new there 
as far as who will be uh, jumping into the quarry. Uh, David Arquette looks like he is uh, donning the law enforcement outfit yeah. again and, and playing the, the role ranger. of yet another yeah, police officer ranger type. But I'm so excited. The fact that they've said this is a spiritual successor to Until Dawn, that's it all I it. need to be sold. It did look it. Like there were like little elements, not suggesting that it was a complete copy paste, but like we saw little elements of like, you know, a bunch of teenagers out in the wilderness kind of, you know, out in the middle of nowhere with no access to, you know, the outside, you know, outside society. And like the the mysterious big bad as well, like kind of as we kind of experienced with Until Dawn. I don't I don't know if I can spoil that, so I won't. Um, it's been the game's been out for so long, but I still won't long, spoil. Long long time. Um, but amazing cast. It looks good. It looks it it does look like you're going to play like a classic horror movie. And, and even you've seen like the the poster and the game art that's getting circulated mm. now as well. It's it's a big homage to to 80s slasher horror and stuff like that. Like I am so in for this. And the fact that we haven't heard boo about this. Like we know Supermassive are, are well in in depth uh, embedded sorry with uh the, the dark pictures anthology where we've got another you know six or so of those titles planned over one's the one's coming years. out soon like not soon but they've got already the next one scheduled right what was that yeah, called the devil which, which is that the, the devil in me i think it was yeah. which is the the serial killer one which looks great that, mind yeah. you that looks cool as but the fact that they've been uh baking this quarry secretly in the background and then they're like here it is it's announced and it's coming out in the next three months like let's go let's it's incredible go. I, guess, I guess it gives credit to how the team kind of pushes pushes things out um but yeah it's exciting i i, I loved until dawn because i love any game that has that replayability because it's like oh you do one thing wrong and that's going to change the narrative for you like you're going to have a completely different experience from that person over there that's going to play the game and it said each character has 10 to 12 potential deaths yeah so like that's that's a lot of replay where you're like so i'm much. gonna kill ariel winter six different times today so i'm just gonna keep reloading and seeing which way you can you can push this character and yeah and it's it's so good it's so good and i, I like that um one of the lines they said there's going to be plenty of flirting and fear so that's that's you know a great way to describe those those 80s horror movies of yesteryear where it was just unusual amounts of sexual tension in the in the air all the time Maybe some unusual, uh, some unnecessary nudity, as as to be expected with every any slashes. summer camp. Yeah, yeah. Always, always a, a boob or two popping out in those <laughs> in those eighty slashes for for one reason or another. Mm. And uh, yeah, plenty of deaths. So uh, that cast there, you know, and if there's ten to twelve potential deaths of each one, we could potentially see a hundred different ways to kill these people combined. So uh, yeah, what's what's the over under? Of David Arquette surviving, you think of this of this game? You know, he's he's a tough son of a bitch. He's he's made it his way through a lot of scream. Yeah, that's Z. true. I I don't know. Like I was gonna say, when you have a name like David Arquette, like maybe he'll be the bad guy in the end, the secret bad guy kind of thing. But I I don't know. I don't want to make any kind of speculations. Like right now, <laughs> the, the trailer certainly gave me a bit of a vibe that he's not one of the good dudes. Yeah, because like the if anyone hasn't seen the trailer, he kind of like he tells the kids like you know oh the teenagers like 
oh, you know, this is busted. I'll go head out. You guys lock yourselves in there and you wait until the morning, <laughs> which is never a good line. Um, so I don't know. Uh, it'll be good to watch everyone play it and everyone get different experiences and, you know, there's quick time actions of like thinking that you're just oh watching a cutscene so and then it's like, press X, why now? So stressful. Yeah. That and then combined with being able to play it local coach uh, couch co-op or online as well i love that you can sort of assume characters in air quotes so uh puts another spin on it too where you're trying to rely on on your uh your fellow fellow teen to navigate through this or maybe they're just going to tank it and kill it for you like who knows you, you can play it as a hero or a villain as you play the game with your friends, which I think is phenomenal. But, it was, uh, it was yeah. fun playing the um, other one with you and you were like, what's happening on your screen? What's happening <laughs> on yours? Yeah, never you mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a deal with the devil over here. <laughs> but yeah, The Quarry, June 10. I am uh, very excited for that. Uh, some of my favorite news of this past week as far as... Uh, as soon you know, as I saw it. a ton of announcements. As soon as I saw it, I just like like anticipated like Brendan's senses tingling. Like I feel a horror thing. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, it was it was so great. Like, it uh, it broke through my hangover immediately. It was like uh, a strong some coffee hit right sn- to oh, the heart. I was gonna say like some sniffing salts, just like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rever- what's uh, yeah? Reverse chloroform instead of it knocking me out, it woke me up. It was like uh, yeah, it got me got me good. But uh, last bit of news, uh, obviously, we mentioned earlier in the pod and also last week as we saw an uh, ID at Xbox event. This past week as well, highlighting a ton of uh, indie titles on their way to the Xbox platforms, whether that be via Microsoft PC or might be on Xbox Series S or X. Uh, yeah, it w- was good. Like, um, you know, indie, I think indie fans got a, got a good variety of titles on display, ton of unique characters and, and locales. Uh, should we should we sort of rattle off a couple that that stood out to to you or me? Yeah, like- I think so. It's a pretty extensive list, and you know we can only go through so many. So we'll just mention a few that kind of you know caught our yeah. eyes, I guess. Yeah, one one that was interesting was the um, Immortality, the interactive yes, movie trilogy. I'm all about them FMVs. Yeah, it it stood apart from the rest of the showcase. And that's not like saying it was good and everything was bad. I'm just saying just this was so unique compared to everything else. It always is. They need to, like, I'm so adamant about more FMVs, but this was apparently the same team that did Her Story. Yeah, so Sam Sam Barlow and his team, yeah, Her Story and Telling Lies, uh, yeah, new, new interactive mystery where you're going to trawl through lost home movies to figure out what exactly happened to a woman named Marissa Marcel. So, uh... Let's go. Let's get it. That's slated for summer 2022. So we're talking winter 2022 for us in the the Aussie land. Uh, what's 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 one? I'll throw it over to you to to share your thoughts on one that stood out or, or got you excited as well. Um. Well, they obviously mentioned Tunic, but that's a, obviously a bit easy as well. Costa Golf mm-hmm. is wacky. Like it's cute. Um. I loved how they kind of announced it. Um. But it's it's a weird little kind of like because I thought it was just going to be a golf game, but it seems like there's a, like a lot of more elements to it, and it's like it's a golfer who's gone to hell and he has to play these <laughs> rounds of golf to get out of purgatory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I thought I thought that one looked really really cute, pretty unique as well. So um, I, yeah, I'd probably be seeing that one. They haven't determined if it's going to be on Game Pass. I kind of hope it ha- I hope it does, but. 
Um, that one definitely caught my eye. It's very uh, it cute. It pretty cute, that, especially with the sort of stripped back, you know, like 16-bit style graphics with it. And um, yeah, escaping golf purgatory just sounds... Re- it's crazy that the last couple of years there's been like this resurgence of golf-based golf games. games. Yeah. They're everywhere. Like, yes. I'm not, not against it. And most of these games have been really fun to play, but it's interesting that that's been like a a medium or a genre, the golf genre or the golf universe where people are like, let's make a game about this somehow. Yeah, uh, I don't but know. Yeah, power tool. I can't remember what the game's called, but um, it was actually, it's the one where it's like a golf game and you start flicking just things that aren't normal. Like you start, you know, playing with golf balls, but then next thing you know, you're playing with like a cow. You, you're playing golf with a cow and then you're playing oh, with a house. I, I know the one you're talking about. It, it just recently um, came to Apple Arcade and I remember everyone liking it and I was like, yeah, all right, I'll give it a go. And yeah, it's fun. Like I'm not a golf person, but that's that's fun. Yeah, like Golf Story was great. You know, oh, the yeah. little golf RPG that yeah. came out a couple of years ago now. That was really fun. Um, something else that looked interesting from um, this ID at Xbox was Flintlock. The Siege of Dawn. Uh, so it's it's from the team behind uh, 2018's Ashen, uh, new open world action RPG. We don't get any any gameplay, but we get a pretty pretty high level, uh, high highly detailed trailer that showcases uh, the the main character Nor and her fox like companion Enki, mm-hmm. uh, and and what they sort of say with this game. You're on a journey of vengeance, gunpowder, and magic in humanity's last stand. Uh, so, so we're mixing, mixing guns with with spells and everything else in between. Like you see some some sort of beasties in the trailer. It's coming to not only uh, you know Xbox and PC. It's coming to PlayStation as well, and it's coming out in twenty twenty two. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm keen to give that a look. But I want to see some gameplay. The trailer yeah. looked nice and juicy, but yeah, show me show me it's how pretty. the game looks and plays. Yeah, we we were mentioning like um, Whalefall. How it had this really cool, like, anime, um, cartoon, like, anime, like, scenes in it. And then, like, I was like, oh, this game looks amazing. And then it kind of showed the gameplay and I was like, oh, like, um, first of all, it's like, it looks like it's a strategy game. So that already, like, crosses it off. But, like, I thought it was going to be maybe like a, like, I don't know, like a Genshin Impact or something like that. I don't know. Like, maybe like a Final Fantasy kind of style game. But the animation is gorgeous. But... Gameplay wise, I'm, I don't think it's going to be for me, which is such a shame. It feels like the I, whole kind of bait and switch that Nintendo Store does with like games, and they have like this amazing picture on display in the store, and then you click on it, and then it looks like nothing like the game. Like the game. I'm right there with you. Like, um, it looked really interesting. Some real like JRPG vibes to it. And I'm like, and and yeah, that big anime flavor. I'm like, oh, hello. And then I saw some notes where it's like it's influenced by Lord of the Rings and Final Fantasy. I'm like, oh yep okay i'm listening it's like that that vince mcmahon um evolving meme you see where he's his face is you know oh hello and then by the end of it he's he's got like light shooting out of his face because he's so overstimulated i didn't get to that final level but i had the interest to begin with and yeah then i saw the gameplay and it went from yeah cutesy cool anime to to sort of these little little chibis almost and Mm. i was like you lost me <laughs> like sure the game could be could be great and the concept looks interesting but yeah the aesthetic just just missed the mark for me which made me sad mm. but something that didn't make me sad was wrestle quest <laughs> uh what a cool concept like we were talking about this briefly offline 
before we started recording and um it's a game coming to to xbox and you know game pass still T- tbd but i'm assuming it's going to land on game pass mm. done by mega cat studios and it's a professional wrestling uh turn-based rpg uh pixelated art style where the, the aim of the game is you're on this quest to become a wrestling legend they've actually got people like macho man randy savage andre the giant and other legends. I saw Jake the Snake Roberts was in there yeah. too. In the game as well. But I've never thought of a professional wrestling game. Or I've never seen one. Like I could be wrong. There could be one that exists. But they use turn-based RPG mechanics to fight. Like it's such a cool concept. And this looks adorable. And full of personality and charm. And I'm all for it. Yeah, it looks very cute. I, I've got to give it that. Like I'm not like... I'm not completely sold on the gameplay style, like, but I don't know. I'll, I'll maybe watch some other people play and it might sell me, but it, I, I definitely just love the concept, like, like the design and everything. So it's very cute. Yeah, it looks, looks, looks very interesting. Um, obviously got an announcement that uh, Crusader Kings 3 making its way uh, from PC to Xbox Game Pass. It's one of the highest rated strategy games ever. And that's coming out in literally 10 days on game pass for console so crusader kings 3 will be available within the next uh week and a bit mm. we saw some more uh trek to yomi which uh, we stunning. saw also last week on state of play this game looks stunning and i can't wait to play it uh <laughs> still no still no release date confirmed and then there was another probably dozen or so games yeah, that got that showcased uh from a whole heap of genres and and, and art styles and and that looked interesting, but uh, yeah, I think they're the main ones that sort of uh, tickled our pickles. Yeah, I mean, like as it goes with all of these events that we kind of cover, we do encourage everyone else to, if you didn't watch it, just give it a watch and I'll give it a quick breeze through and just check out some of these trailers. You may find something you didn't know about and you might enjoy. So always encourage definitely, it. Definitely, definitely. And the good thing with with sort of watching these post. Uh, live showcases, a lot of the scroll. time you can see them online. Yeah, you can skip through the trailers, or sometimes I'll just cut the fat out like a lot of the the media outlets will just have all the trailers back to back instead of having the less exciting dev discussions it's like it's still great and it's still phenomenal but if you're just wanting to see all the sizzle yeah you can just yeah queue it up back to back and just slap the slap the trailers out in the announcements and uh see what's coming to your xbox variation of uh console or pc in the uh the very near future but if you can't wait that long New releases and events. Fear not, because there is a ton of stuff coming out in the next seven or so days. Uh, as far as podcasts, obviously, uh, you're listening to THG right now. Uh, we've got some more Comedy Rewind coming out this week. And we've also got uh, a couple more episodes of Bytecast dropping this week. Uh, the Obviously, the, the spoiler cast for Horizon Forbidden West is out. We've got a Ghostwire Tokyo spoiler cast coming out in the next couple of weeks. I don't think it'll be out in this next seven-day cycle, but it'll be no. out the week after, so probably the back end of March there. As far as uh, television, obviously, the, the main things in the rotation, all the streamers is out and about, but the big one, Halo, dropping this coming week. Yeah. Um, the reviews have been fine. Uh, we'll talk more about this in a second, uh, following on with our tweet of the week. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm going in with low expectations, Same. and we'll see what it comes out like on the other end. It's going to be interesting for me because technically, I don't really have much attachment to the lore of Halo, so I'm probably mm-hmm. going to be just looking at it as a just a 
you know, general observer. So, yep, yep. Uh, yeah. And um, the other one, we've got another uh, horror jaunt from A24 Studios. Uh, you know, who do most notably the biggest biggest release I've had in the last couple of years would be like Hereditary and Midsummer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we've got X coming out uh, this coming week as well. And what this movie is, it's a rural Texas adult film project gone wrong. So we're, we're going way back to 1979. A group of young filmmakers headed to a secluded farmhouse to shoot a raunchy porno with a clear goal in mind. Get famous. The hosts are a reclusive elderly couple take a special interest in the young guests and as night falls, their leering interests turn sinister. So uh, that reads, we're going to get Texas Chainsaw Massacre with a bit of sex. <laughs> yeah, I also got um, like House of a Thousand Corpses vibes as well, just a Ooh, tiny bit. So Good call, yeah. But um, yeah, there, there's a lot of positive press from the reviews. Like, uh, yeah, this is Ty West returning to to the horror to the horror genre and it's getting a lot of love it's very very intense there's some scenes and things that are shown that is just like a bit mind-blowing a big uh, a lot of genre bending going on there but I'm, I'm keen to give this a spin maybe i'll go watch it at the cinemas too because uh, it's been a while since i've seen a good a horror movie on the big screen yeah as far as games coming out this week we've got kraken academy uh, rune factory 5 a memoir blue the ascent which obviously has been out on Xbox and through Game Pass for several months. We've got a delayed delayed release now making its way to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Ghostwire Tokyo, obviously the timed PlayStation exclusive. It's also dropping on PC this week. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Uh, Forgotten Out game. of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> out <laughs> of nowhere. Forgot about that game, yeah. Yeah, and also this week, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Oh, wow, so, busy week. Big, big titles there. Some big heavy hitters. A little bit of and, everything. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna gonna roll credits on Ghostwire and then uh, pivot across to Tiny Tina's. So we've got some mm. extended coverage coming for Tiny Tina's as well. But uh, yeah, a lot of lot of good games coming out this week. But sort of circling back to that Halo discussion, we'll just jump here. Tweet of the week, and this tweet comes by way of at Variety on Twitter, obviously. Uh, and and the tweet reads, it's a quote. We didn't look at the game. We didn't talk about the game, end quotes. Halo Season 1 showrunner Stephen Kane says of his prep with the game's developer, 343 Industries. We talked about the characters and the world, so I never felt limited by it being a game. So this has uh, been pretty divisive on the internet. Do you want to Do you want to read those um, those retweet, quote, tweet, and like stacks there? Uh, specifically, the quote tweet. Yeah, yeah. Let's, um, yeah, so... 145 retweets off the back of that, 2,866 quote tweets off the back of that, and then, yeah, 840 likes overall. This um, has been A lot of those rounds. quotes were, ooh, yeah, not, uh, not the best. No, a lot of people are not happy that they were essentially given, given a franchise with a lot of depth and story and everything, and they've kind of said, like, we're not paying attention to it. Uh, we're doing our own thing. Uh, which should be interesting. I think we kind of should have already knew that something was up, especially when we knew that uh, Master Chief was going to take his helmet off. Yeah, and it's uh, it's old uh, Pablo Shriver playing him. SVU uh, serial killer. SVU serial killer uh, played also uh, Sweeney in um, American Gods. He's he's a good actor, like hell of an actor. He's a 
freaky dude. Like, I, I probably can't really disassociate him from SVU. He was so good in that SVU Messed run. Messed up my Benson. Um, yeah, messed her up in a good way. Well, not in a, not a whoa, good way, in a whoa. big way. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, Olivia, don't come for me. Sorry, I meant big way because, yeah, that, that like, was multi-seasonal, yeah. multi-episode. Was he had really, quite an really arc. Good. He came back, like, three times, I think. It was crazy. And it's funny, too, because way back when, um, in one of the earlier seasons of SVU, he, he was in it, but not as that character. He was just a bit nothing character. Then yeah. Oh, I see. Back he does love doing arc. that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, gamers gamers be angry they saying, how dare that. you do this to our beloved Halo franchise? And on the one hand, I get that. Like, this is a very, very big, very beloved franchise with a lot of lore. Mm. But I think, like this quote from from Stephen Kane, like no doubt they've looked at the lore and and they've read, like people have been researching and they understand the world of Halo. But I think what he's trying to say is, we didn't want to just be on rails and just follow the events directly from Halo yeah, One through to paste. Infinite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. So so they they're going going rogue here. They'll hit a lot of the gameplay beats. There'll be a lot of, you know, BR headshot actions going on and needlers blowing up stuff and all that kind of thing but yeah just the biggest thing that everyone's still sort of in shock and i'm a little bit too is where they've humanized old uh johnny spartan and uh, took that helmet off and i wonder if it's almost going to be like episode one straight away they're just like boom helmet off <laughs> or if they're going to slow roll it like obviously with the mandalorian that's something that's that's big in in uh you know Season mandalorian one. lore and, and oh. you know not losing the helmet Maybe they're going to slow roll it till the end, but if they do it like straight off the bat, like imagine that, the world be angry. Yeah, I'm not going to go into the depths with Mandalorian, and I like how they executed all that. But um, yeah, me too. Yeah, but uh, you know, like I said, like I originally said, I don't have much investment or sorry attachment to this. So yeah, it's coming out. We'll soon find out. Yeah, we'll we'll give you our uh, our honest opinions on the Halo television franchise yes. next episode so 277 we'll have a bit of a bit of a halo halo expose as far as what we think of the show and and if they nailed it and if it's good but uh yeah miss hart that brings us to the end of thg 276 anything else you wanted to say or shout out before we shut down the studio for another week no just essentially just gonna get back into tunic and i'm just gonna encourage a lot of people that might be on the fence playing about playing it just just play it give it a go it's really really good mm-hmm. yeah yeah but get excited we've got a big week of game releases yes. and we'll uh, do our best to cover as many of those as we can on episode 277 and beyond but uh something else that you may or may not have seen this past week 8-bit nation is uh we announced 8-crit a role-playing That's podcast right. so uh what we've got planned for this year and beyond is seasonal releases so maybe once a quarter or so uh, one shots of various IPs from within the video game and fantasy world. And uh, the one that we've recorded and got in the chamber and just doing the final touches on the edit at the moment is set in the Witcher universe. And we've called that uh, Yen Cast First. So that'll be coming out early April at this stage. Uh, it's going to be released in one hit. So you'll have the whole season to consume there. And uh, it was a hell of a time uh, and cannot wait for everybody out there to hear it and give it a listen Mm -hmm. and then we've got obviously future seasons of unyet announced ip slated with different casts and characters and it's fun it's just exciting i love a good bit of role play yeah i'm i'm a little little bit envious 
um, only because I, I've only had the one experience doing a and d campaign and I've been taking in all the critical role um, and loving it and kind of kind of jealous, kind of want to get back into D&D, but I'll have to Hopefully sit on Hopefully life can find a way one day mm. that we can sync up schedules and, and make it work, but uh, time zones and oceans between us, it makes it tough. It does. But yeah, Apit Nation, that brings us to the end of episode 276 of THG. Thanks for stopping on by, showing us that love and support. Uh, speaking of love and support, please be sure to rate, view, subscribe to this podcast as well as all the other podcasts under the 8-Bit banner and all the podcasts you listen to on the regular. Takes no time, costs no money, means an awful lot to us, helps keep the emotional lights on in our hearts and helps keep all us podcasters tracking and relevant in the charts. So be sure to do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, wherever you and however you consume your po- uh, podcast, there's always a rating system there. So uh, just uh, show some love because it means the world to us and we'll be forever thankful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's time to get on out of here, Miss Hart. You go back to Tunic, I'll go back to Ghostwire. But until next time, much love. And stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Thank you.